Hey everybody, welcome back to Young Black and Opinionated. This is your host, Christina Royster. I'm joined today by my guest, Joshua Warner. Hey everyone. I think you guys have come to know and love Josh as Heard. much as I do. Heard of me enough. So on today's episode, we're going to do Put Y'all On. We're going to be doing kind of a little banter about pop culture news because we both have some strong opinions about what's going on in today's society. Isn't that right? That's why we have to show. I don't know why I just said that. (laughs) Okay, and then we're going to do your canceled. So are you ready, Josh? Bring it on. All right, so Josh, why don't you give your put y'all on first? Don't let a spotlight that. Um, <laughs> my put y'all on is the Museum of Illusions in New York. Uh, I went there. What was it yesterday? Yeah, yes. me and Christina went there yesterday. Um, I had heard about it previously, but she was the one actually set it up as a date idea, and it was pretty amazing. Um, just kind of walking through. It was obviously a photo op opportunity, but kind of all the different exhibits that they had, a little trickerations that you can do. Um, it was like really cool to see how these artists had taken the time to kind of manipulate your eyesight, and it was just like. Obviously, the cliche of things aren't always as they appear. Yeah, I think that the whole pop-up scene in New York is really a big moneymaker and is a great marketing ploy. I mean, it's not a ploy. Like, yes, they want people to enjoy things, but also they're making us pay a lot of money to stand in line for two hours and then take pictures for Instagram. So whoever came up with this idea, very good job. Yeah, I'd never heard of it as a thing, like the idea of just only going to a place just for taking pictures. But uh... Well, I mean, I, I guess we were supposed to learn something from the museum yesterday. I mean, you know. I did learn. Did you? Those things that say, like, this string looks longer than this string, but they're actually the same size. Oh, like, I like saw that. On, those things just online. Do you remember what it was called? Then we don't. Then we don't need to pay for it. Do you remember what uh, that trickeration or that I don't concept know. is called? So did you learn something really? Well, that's the second time you said that. What is trickeration? Did you make that up? No. Like playing tricks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what is trickeration? <laughs> okay. My put y'all on is the NJEA. This is the New Jersey Education Association. Right now, the NJEA is trying to get past the S2606 and the A4352. These are affordable health care bills for educators. And this is really important to me because my mom is a public school teacher of 13 years. And she may be compensated. Her salary may be... Like, on paper, she's supposed to make an X amount of dollars, but after they take away all of her benefits and health care payments, it really significantly takes away from her salary. So, all these teachers want is affordable health care. Is that too much to ask? Yeah. So, please support the NJEA by calling 855-891-2478 and tell your legislator that you want them to pass a4352. We only have the month of May to get these phone calls in. So please, if you actually care about education, if education matters to you, if you think that teachers should be treated fairly, please call 
855-891-2478 and tell them to pass A4352. That is the Affordable Health Care Bill. That's my spiel. Thank you. It sounds like a tele... What's it called? A it telethon. Really, it really did. It sounded like I heard it. Not to make jokes, but it sounded like the music in the background, like, for just five cents away. You, you know what? Be. Stop it. <laughs> yes. For just one phone call, a minute of your time, you can possibly help teachers in New Jersey. And if you don't live in New Jersey, you can still call. Ain't no thing. It doesn't matter. Ain't no thing. They go ask where you're from. You can say Linda Wall, New Jersey. Tell them that you're from my county. Okay. Now, let's get into today's topics. I wanted to talk about Avengers Endgame because I completely forgot it last episode. I saw it the day it came out and I forgot to discuss it. So... The day after, actually. Because it came on Thursday. Oh. Well, me and Josh saw Endgame the weekend that it came out. We sat there for that three-hour movie. Don't say it like that. Because at first I was like, there's no way I'm going to get through a three-hour movie. But it went by pretty fast. It didn't feel like three hours. Absolutely. I don't want to be a spoiler on the show, but... Even though y'all had a week to see it, so I really feel like if you were going to go see it, you would have seen it already. I mean, somebody died. That's all you need to know. <laughs> two important people. Rude. I would say Are you two... numbers away? I would say two important Avengers died. What? Don't... Is this a spoiler show or not a spoiler show? I'm not telling them who. I'm not telling them how. I mean, still, that's kind of a big that is, That's going to leave them guessing. That's kind of a spoiler. Now they're just waiting Was it Thor? Was it Hulk? We don't know. All right. Until we watch. Was it Falcon? I didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't even, Why are you laughing? He's important. <laughs> you know what I'm laughing at. He's an important... That thing I showed you before. <laughs> oh, that's not funny. <laughs> Okay, so what did you think about the movie, Josh? I thought it was one of the greatest cinematic films I've ever seen in my entire okay, life. Okay, okay, It was three hours. It was three hours too short, if you ask me. No, I'm lying. But it was, it was great, like, especially if you actually kept up. I had no idea there were 22. I'd watched 21 other movies. But, yeah, especially... You saw all of them? I saw all of them except one. I'm not going to lie. I did not see... Um, well, no, I did see Doctor Strange. So, actually, yeah, I saw all of them. No, we didn't see Ant-Man and Wasp. That's the only one I didn't see. Um, Even though I asked to see it multiple and times. And you never actually did. So. You, I wanted to see Ant-Man, and you were like, oh, is we this, don't need to see that. This is a bickering podcast. Okay. We can turn it into that. Okay. I'm just saying. So, I'm just saying that, if you, especially if you watch all the other 21 movies, there were a lot of callbacks and a lot of, um, uh, what do you call those? Where you, like, look back in time. Flashbacks? Yes. You know, <laughs> a lot of flashbacks and callbacks to things that were said or done in the previous movies that were like really cool and it was like, oh my gosh, look at how different the characters are. And like if you really like understand the characters, the things that they do throughout the movie, like really uh they mean a lot. So that's all I can say. If you're actually a fan of the movie, it really gets to you. I would say that I am one of those people who went in not knowing anything. So, like, I saw Shut up. I saw the other Avengers movies. All two of them? There was four of them. I saw the other Avengers movies. I saw, like, two of the Iron Mans. I saw the Captain America movies. There were several. And I saw... I think that's all, to be honest. So I never saw Guardians. I never saw Thor. I never saw Doctor Strange. 
And I was able to keep up and watch this movie, so I think that as long as you know the Avengers stories... It's one of those that if you watch it without watching the other 21s, you'll just say, wow, that was a good movie. Like, everything in itself was pretty amazing to watch. But if you saw the other 21s, then it's going Well, like, I'm going to say you need to at least see the last Avengers movie. Oh, because, I would say, yeah, you should see Infinity yeah. War before you saw this because, like... It would be very this confusing. This is literally the sequel to that. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, well, that's as much as we're going to say about Endgame without spoiling the whole movie. But um, I'm I'm just looking forward to seeing what these actors are going to do now that they're... Now that Chris Evans is free from Captain America... He's not free. What is he going to... I'm just saying, like, he was, he's been typecast for the past, like, 10 years of his career, He'll so... continue to be so. Is he going to play another superhero? Is he going to be in a romantic comedy? Is he going to... Like, what is he going to do now? If you see Robert Downey Jr. in the street, you're going to say, oh my gosh, it's Iron Man. You're not going to say Robert, you're going to say Tony. Oh my God. Me and Josh were talking about Scarlett Johansson and how he doesn't like her. You don't like her. I didn't say I don't like her. I just said, why do people think she's not a good actress? Why? (laughs) What is the problem with Scarlett Johansson? Did you see the movie Lucy? I I didn't even watch it, no. She's been in other movies. I'm about to look her up right now. I should have been prepared. Please hold. This is great for radio. Scarlett Johansson. She's been in... Lucy. Mm. (laughs) Hold on. Mm, There you go. First of all, she's really short. I didn't know she was (laughs) 5'3". She was in Ghost... Wait. Okay, yeah. These are a lot of movies I'd never heard of. Yeah. Don John was good. She was in that. Did you know that? She was in Girl with a Pearl Earring, okay? Did you see that? No. Exactly. (laughs) He's just not that into you. That was a good movie. That was her. And the other Boiling Girl. Look, she's been in some good movies. Oh, we haven't seen. She was in, um, she was in, uh, moving on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Apparently she was in the Spongebob movie. See? See? (laughs) Great acting career. All right. Well, Scarlett Johansson is just, like, very pretty. I'm sorry, but... Now, I wanted to talk about Miss USA because this is a proud black girl moment celebrating all the queens. I want to make sure I get this right because it's a lot. So, currently, Miss USA, who was Miss North Carolina, she won Miss USA. Her name's Chesley Christ. She is an African-American woman, and she won Miss USA. Then we have... Miss Teen USA, her name is Kaylee Garris of Connecticut, and she is an African-American woman. And as we know, last September, Miss America, who was uh, Miss New York, Nia Imani, she won Miss America. So now we have a black Miss America, Miss USA, and Miss Teen USA all reigning at the same time. And that's amazing. Can we get some claps on that? Can we get some freaking claps for the black girls? Okay, thank you. That was amazing because I'm just so happy. You know, when I think about pageants, I'm I'm sure everybody has the same idea in their head. Pageants, you think of these beauty queens who may not even be smart. You know, they're just pretty. It's a stereotype, unfortunately. But everybody, when they think about pageants, they think back to the swimsuit modeling and world peace, you know? And now we have a Miss USA who is a 28-year-old attorney. We have a Miss America who is a professionally trained opera singer. And we have 
Kaylee Garris, Miss Teen USA, who um, actually, she wore her natural hair on stage. How many times have you seen that? I think they said that a contestant hasn't worn her natural hair since like 1999 or something. Wow. They Literally. Just, they kept the stats. They, they the stats. So I'm just so proud of these young black women. They are making a good name for black women and they're representing, they're representing the sophisticated black woman. You know, there's a lot of stereotypes out there about black women. All we do is twerk and charge our phone and lie to niggas. Uh, yeah, very that, specific. That yeah, I've random. seen it on Twitter. I've seen it. So now we have women who are attorneys and volunteers and opera singers and, you know, actually answering these hard hitting questions. I commend these pageants, too, for turning it around because it used to be like, what's your favorite date? And now it's like, what do you think about the Me Too movement? They're asking the hard hitting questions on that stage. And I believe it was Miss America completely cut out the swimsuit portion. They don't even do that anymore. So I'm just so excited to see this turnaround in pageants. It's made me really look at it in a different light because how do you feel about pageant girls and stuff, Josh? Well, I think that kind of... Tierras uh, and toddlers. Oh, well, and, that's what I was going to go to. I feel like kind of the culture for pageantry is still a little bit toxic because it's kind of intense to um, kind of force your kids into that world at a very young age. But I do appreciate if we have some sort of uh, contest to be able to show appreciation to women that are very... Um, well, diverse in everything, whether it's, like you said, academics or uh, uh, skill and talent or, or yes, even attractiveness, like all of those things. Somebody who you're able to celebrate, someone who able encompasses all of that. Like, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, Miss Teen USA, Kaylee Garris, she was flat out. She said, I only did this pageant for the scholarship money. She said, my dad got sick and I really needed the, the prize. Wow. Wow. And look what came of it she won you know it wasn't about the beauty for her and um i think that's the same thing i read something about how yvonne orgy from um insecure on hbo she was in a pageant before so it's not all just about looks you know it's about scholarships and it's about making making women feel empowered you know I mean, there's nothing wrong with putting on some heels and some makeup. That makes me feel good about myself. So, and if you guys have never seen um, the movie Dumplin' on Netflix, it's all about how um, this girl's mom was like the pageant queen of the town, but she ended up being like a frumpy little fat um, high schooler. So her mom like kind of resented her because she didn't turn out to be like a pageant queen like her. And it was a really good movie. It made me cry. So check that movie out about Dumplin'. If you want to discuss more about pageant culture. And And if you want to cry. All right. So moving on, let's jump into um, social media talk because Chase, the bank, put out a tweet for Monday Motivation last week and it didn't go over well. And I'm going to read the tweet for you guys and you can make your own decision because I just don't. I don't see the problem with it, to be honest, but we'll get into it. So this is what Chase Bank tweeted on Monday, April 29th. You, why is my balance so low? Bank account. Make coffee at home. Eat the food that's already in the fridge. You don't need a cab. It's only three blocks. You, I guess I'll never know. Bank account. Seriously? Hashtag Monday motivation. So I thought right off the bat, I thought it was funny. I'm not going to lie to you. I've seen this on Twitter several times when people are like, 
hmm, I want Chipotle and my bank account is screaming at me, no. Like, come on, we all are guilty of it. We all spend money when really we could cook at home or we could use that Keurig that's collecting dust in our kitchen instead of going to Starbucks. Or we could, you know, uh, just walk a couple blocks. We could probably use the exercise instead of taking a lift. So a lot of people going to hit back at Chase and say, why are y'all poor shaming us? <laughs> they say, why are you poor shaming us? Uh, it's a term for everything. Yeah, literally they said, sorry, we don't have enough money like you guys. Oh, because yeah, they some- were calling out, they were calling out, not a stimulus back. They were calling out some sort of financial aid that Chase the Bank, the organization yeah. got. And it's like, you realize that the social media manager has nothing to do with that. He did not seem a dime of that. So, like, <laughs> what does them getting some sort of financial aid have to do with me sending this out? A actual relatable tweet. Yeah. Like, yeah, all of that was just ridiculous. I mean, I feel like every single podcast you do, uh, every show, every episode that you do when you go into social media, it's usually about, in some way shape or form some would be sensitive or, or or offended by something or another so this just really took it to the next level like i saw people talking about like oh uh sorry that um you know like yeah like sorry it is that we don't that we didn't get that sorry that, we that, make 12 dollars an hour hours just that and the other but like, isn't that exactly the and, point if you make 12 dollars an hour stop spending money and, on and coffee it was like oh yeah like how are you gonna make fun of someone who uh like doesn't have a car or doesn't have the bike or able to walk it? It's like obviously, listen. If you have to go three miles, then fine. You take the car. The thing literally said three blocks. Like if you cannot walk three blocks, and I'm not trying to make fun of people <laughs> who are disabled. Let's say for whatever reason you cannot. But I get offended to the tweet if it applies to you. This is a bit of a side subject, but I was listening to some comedy show. I cannot remember who the heck was it. it was somebody famous too. He was saying that social media is one of the most hilarious things how people react to it just because it gives you license to be offended by things that may not even be referencing you. He's like, I have millions of followers. If I say some joke talking about, you know, coffee or whatever, like, oh, no, no, no. He was like, social media and Twitter is like when you walk by a billboard and you see, oh, Sign up for gym membership now. Uh, you know, uh, twenty five ninety nine low cost. Is that billboard calling me fat? Exactly. Like people <laughs> yelling and saying, "What if I don't want to go to the gym? Why are you making me go to the gym instead of the other?" It's like it's a billboard. If it applies to you, then look into it. If it doesn't apply to you, keep walking. But people take Twitter and these comments and things that people that they follow are tweeting, and they act like they are directly talking to you. Yeah, I've done an episode on the podcast about. Are people getting more sensitive or are people getting more harsh? And I really just believe that people are just too sensitive. Because when I first heard that, I was like, are y'all kidding me? Like, you just want to be mad at anything. I thought the tweet was funny. And I think that if you are, literally, if you're making $12 an hour, you probably shouldn't be getting coffee every morning at Starbucks. Shouldn't be on Starbucks. Literally, that grande is $6, okay? It's not even large, it's small. Literally. So I just think that... Uh, and then Twice, twice, uh, whatever their name is, <laughs> twice. Oh, while we defend them, twice tweets. Name. Chase Bank ended up deleting the tweet because you know how it is. Once you get backlash, it's like, oh, everybody mm-hmm. took it too sensitive. Now I gotta delete it. Mm-hmm. And then they tweeted something else like, okay, our Monday mo- motivation is to get better. Monday, Monday motivation, motivation tweets. Which, <laughs> once again, whoever that social media manager is, he's pretty. Hilarious. They're trying to bounce back. He or she is pretty hilarious because it's to just, laugh at that is pretty. Good. It's just. It's you have to as a brand. They gained a follower. As a brand, it's really hard out here because you really have to make sure that you don't offend anyone. You cannot make any type of joke without offending white people, black people, transgender people, LGBTQ people, anything. It's difficult to be funny flat out. It just is. 
Do you think that these brands are trying too hard, like the Wendy's? No, I think that I think that it's it's such a hit and miss. I feel like it's literally if you get away with it, it's because you're lucky. Like Wendy types out like Wendy's things is that are outlandish, way more offensive. But we're like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. Why? Because they've like built up some sort of clout at being that harsh. You know, don't come at them unless you're ready for these hands type uh, Twitter account. Well, maybe and it's also because they're fast food. Chase is supposed to be a respected bank. Supposed to be a respected bank, but at the same time. And that was not like combing below the belt. That wasn't you calling out anybody. That was you out here making comments that literally is on trend of what everybody likes and comments. I see those tweets all the time. Exactly. So for someone to copy that exact model and I have an issue. Yeah. So moral of the story is, I think that you guys are just getting way too sensitive about everything. I mean, I think it's just cool to be offended by something. Everybody wants to be offended by anything. But um, let's move on from Chase and let's talk about Tariq Hill. So I'm going to hand it over to Josh just to recap the situation because this is sports related. Y'all know I don't know much about sports, mm-hmm. but I do know about domestic violence. So wow. let's talk about it. That is quite the That was a transition, quite yeah. Give it a clap for that one, sheesh. Um, so yeah, so the recent news, um, obviously the NFL draft that took place, what was that, two weekends ago or last week? Last week. Uh, and well, this will come out on this week. So. Well, no, well, I guess, yes. What was that? That was like, anyway, end of April. I think it was like April 29th or something like that was one of the days of the draft. It's a three-day thing now. Ridiculous. But um, the Kansas City Chiefs star wide receiver, Tariq Hill, uh, was involved in controversy once again where a audio recording between him and his the mother of his child. I don't like the term baby mama and baby daddy. It's well, just very... It's, it's literally his baby's mom. I mean, yeah, but like when you say it like that... It's but when you like, say it fast, like baby mama. Exactly. That's... It's just mad fast. I don't appreciate it. But yeah, his baby mama. There was a um, um an unknown recording of him and her having a conversation about the bruises on their child's chest and arm and shoulder... Um, in which the mother was confronting him about him saying, like, you know, that he complains that you do this to him, yada, yada. It's a thing Who of, complains what? Can the you the just... child, I'm sorry. Uh, how old is the child? Oh, man, I, I don't want to be outlandish about it, but I believe he is only four years old. Um, but um, uh, I'll check that later. But, yeah, but it's a, a small child, and when that she compla- that child, the boy, complains to the mom about, like, the dad, Tariq Hill, in this case, uh, bruising him, punching him in the chest, punching him in the shoulder, and she usually whenever it's a thing if he does something wrong you get your regular beating which is not which is something but then after that if the kid keeps crying he's always like oh toughen up and whenever he cries too much then he tells him to open up his arms and he hits him in the chest as a, as a way of toughening him up and when i saw that obviously that touches back to the whole whether or not you believe in your whether or not you are one to agree with the idea of um child abuse and or disciplining your child in the first place obviously abuse is never okay but some people are the mindset that hey i was beaten i was hit and i was disciplined in a physical manner as a kid and i turned out okay for it so there are people on both camps of it i was you know i was whooped i was i feel like you know that is somewhat of a cultural thing i feel like more uh more common for black people that have been whooped and whatnot so we're probably more okay with it than most um and yes, I feel like I turned out pretty okay by it. Do I still flinch whenever my mom raises her hand? Maybe, but it's fine. So now, what's the problem with Tariq? So the problem with Tariq now is that, well, this is um this is not his first controversy involving abuse in the first place because he was drafted in the fifth round, late in the fifth round, when he was actually considered a first round talent in part because he was brought up on domestic charges uh um 
uh, a case in which he had abused this same woman. And in the recording as well, she talks about how she had rode for him when that when that DA when that uh, um, attorney had came after him. And you know, I guess she had to go through whatever interview process in which she had said that nothing had happened or she had lied or whatever. And so she said, "I covered for you then, but I'm not going to cover for you for this if this comes up again or if they come after you in your job again." So I just think that that kind of definitely takes away a little bit from the. Um, shielding that he has in terms of him lying him saying that oh this isn't true i was the one that did it she's the one that actually hits him if there's a recording of it if there's a recording which they had this conversation in which one first of all like i said he was drafted late because it was proven that there was some sort of domestic violence uh case between him and her this comes up again it seems that he just has a problem with the you know not keeping his hands to himself honestly well you know I want to go back to the fact that we said we were both whooped as children. Yeah, it's different to be disciplined by your parents with a spanking than punching your four-year-old in the chest, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Especially if you are someone, an athlete of that size. And I just feel like, um, I, I, I mean, if you want to ask where I stand about whooping, I don't see a problem with spanking your child. Um, I know that everybody always says, I'm never whooping my kids. I've seen how these kids be acting out here, That's and I thing. probably will. <laughs> That's the thing. It, it everybody doesn't... always says, like, my parents hurt me, so I'm never doing that. You say that now, but just wait till you have your own kids. So I don't mind, like, you know, patting my kid on the butt or something. But I'm definitely not going to abuse my children. Obviously, yes, it has to be, like, relative to their own size. You're not going to go hitting your kid when he's that small or just that and the other, but obviously, as you get bigger, you might have to use your hand to actually hit him harder than just a regular pow pow. Yeah, I don't like <clears throat> I don't like when grown men beat up their kids. Yeah, there, no, there's certainly a lot of limit. I mean, it's interesting that you bring up the whole idea of, um, you know, how the kid's acting now. It's all fun and games until you're, I mean, I always think about this as a parent. When you're in, a, when you're in the, you know, the, uh, the mall or whatever and your kid is acting out and rolling around on the ground and you can't I saw I literally saw a mom try to reason with their kid like listen don't do this we talked about this and I was like the words doesn't work for me the words does not work for me not to call out white people but when I see y'all in the store like Sammy, get down. And they don't Mm-mm. do it. Mm-mm. That's called a whooping. Mm-mm. It's time for a whooping. My man, shoot. You know how your parents would be. That they wouldn't even say that. They would give you a look and then you would have a decision. My to mom make used to pinch moment. us, okay? She didn't just whoop us in public. She would pinch us. Uh, she would grip you up and thing. pinch you. You can't whoop them in public because then it looks bad. So it would just be like little side pinches or whatever. But you knew that once you got home, that you were going to get it. So I literally I was acting out in the store one day. My mom gave me a look. I knew what it was. I continued to act out because I was like, I only got how many more minutes before I die anyway. As so, soon as we got home, took off to my room and hid. Oh my God. So I just, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a man who has hit a woman in the past and now is abusing his child. And this just goes back to the whole thing of like, okay, if you're a shitty person, does that affect you being a football player? Oh, in terms of me, my support as a fan, um, that's to yeah, I, I know that I my my thing is to say that I'm a fan of the actor, not the already act, the artist, not the art that he put fan of the art, not the artist. But that kind of crosses a line for me where yeah, like if you are proven, especially to do both of those things, it's just hard for me to like root for you individually to be successful, even if it is at the success of my team. I mean. I don't know much about this player, but I just feel like what else do you expect 
from these guys, not to say every football player is abusive, but these are guys that are crazy enough to get tackled for a living. They're getting pushed around and trampled on every Sunday. So, of course, it's having an effect on their brain. Take a look at the CAT scans of football players' brains. Oh, yeah. Playing playing football for years and years has probably damaged his brain to the point where it's making him crazy and hitting people. Oh, Not to give an excuse, but I'm just saying. No, yeah, no, and this is the thing. It's like, what's the difference between excuse and a reason? I feel like you can do both in this case because you can totally say that these football players, a lot of them come from that. The football, the game, the sport of football is such a masculine type thing of toughen up, of get through the play, of, you know, don't cry about it. You if know, he's telling through. his child to toughen up and he's a little boy, that's the problem but right there. you don't there. know. Maybe he went through that and he came now as a football player, so if he's trying to toughen his kid up to be just as tough as him, maybe he, that's what he's doing. I don't think that's the right thing to do, though. Yeah, no, that's not excusing it. That's what I'm saying. It's not an excuse as much as a reason, but it's still, in the end, is wrong. I would like to see... Uh, some science behind uh, like a case study of kids who got whoopings versus kids who didn't. Did they turn out to be more violent or did they turn out to be more disciplined or what have you? Because I really feel like kids who didn't get whoopings kind of ran over their parents and kind of did what they want and kind of still do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know I talk about true crime a lot, but I recently listened to a podcast episode about a dude who was so spoiled uh, his parents set him up with every job, everything he could have ever wanted. He still shot and killed his parents because they pissed him off. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, I got a dark room. <laughs> but just the fact that, like, he wasn't disciplined. His parents did not discipline. They gave him whatever he wanted. When I see a lot of these little kids in the store crying on the floor, getting timeouts instead of spankings, look at us. We turned out just fine. Mm. For the most part. I would say I do have a little post-traumatic stress disorder. If my mom so much as raises her hand, I flinch a little bit. I told you. But hey, look. That's life. That's the black life. And this is a young black and opinionated. That's the life of a black person. Everybody has their stories. I'm sure everybody can talk about that one whooping they'll never forget. Where they was snot and crying. I remember one time my mom drew blood. She smacked me and my nose started bleeding. And I was like, oh, I'm going to call Dyfus. She said, go ahead. She said, call him. What you go? She said, call him. So you can get off my hands. She said, let him take you. Uh, you know, you're going a little <laughs> bit too far here because you know what? You are over 18, so you're good. I'm about to say about the snatching line. Wait, what they going to do? Jail yeah. my mom well, after something age. that she already not did? At this age. Well, you know, so it's retribution. All right. Last thing I wanted to talk about on the list before you're canceled the Billboard Music Awards. So, um, the Billboard Music Awards, first of all, they were hosted by Kelly Clarkson. And let me just say, kudos to her because she freaking had appendix surgery immediately following the awards. Like, that's really a bad bitch right there. So, shout out to Kelly Clarkson. And also, Mariah Carey won the Icon Award. Now, you know, I, Mariah Carey's been in the memes and everything. Everybody's been making fun of her because she's had a couple mishaps where she forgot lyrics. She didn't hit the note. Mm. Um, She always acts like a diva 24-7. She still did to this day. When she accepted the award, she went on stage crying with the tissue and then she flicked the tissue on the ground and she was like oh, I'm about to go back to my New York apartment but anyways I love her she's a diva she's amazing and she she I don't care I feel like some people no matter where their career takes them you can't deny that they're an icon like Mariah Carey you know everybody always talks about 
um, Whitney Houston's legacy. Nobody really talks about her drug use, you know? We mm-hmm. just see Whitney Houston, the icon. So, yeah, Mariah Carey messed up a couple lyrics. Ugh. She married Nick Cannon. She had some dark times. Yes. And, you know, at the end of the day, she can laugh at herself. She did get up on stage and laugh at herself. And she was like, I know I've been the face of some memes, but I'm glad you guys have stuck with me. So shout out to Mariah Carey. But, um, oh, also Drake took home 12 awards. That's Bay. Sorry, Josh. But, I mean, come on. You like Drake, too. We could all, like... Oh, yeah. we, could, we clean that up. We could have a, um, what, what you call it? A, a truffle. What? No. A tribe no, couple. No, no. You, I could be like Lou Will. No. With two boyfriends. Don't do that. Okay, Drake, though, 12 awards. Mm-hmm. And finally, I want to talk about the Taylor Swift Beyonce drama. So, you know that a celebrity messed up when they start trending again. Because I didn't know what was going on. I didn't watch the awards. Um,. I probably would have, but I don't have NBC. I don't have live television, so <laughs> I didn't watch it. But I saw Taylor Swift was trending, and I was like, oh, no, what did this girl do now? So Taylor Swift apparently opened up the Billboard Music Awards with her latest single, Me. And she opened up the the awards with a marching band. And then she came out and struck a pose, and everyone is saying it looks awfully familiar. It looks just like... The Beyonce Coachella performance, which the Beyonce Coachella performance happened in what 2018, but it's just starting to become popular again because of her homecoming documentary on Netflix. So that's in the front of everybody's memory. So with that in the front of everybody's memory, and then Taylor Swift comes out and does a performance that basically looks like she bit off Beyonce, people were very mad at Taylor Swift. Now, I just want to say this is my opinion about it. First of all, I didn't even know Taylor Swift was still relevant. I didn't know she was still making movies. I I mean music. Oops. I feel bad because she she really has been the butt of the joke since 2019. This girl can't catch a break. Everybody continue. Oh, 20. Oh, I meant 2009. Oops. <laughs> Taylor Swift has been the butt of the joke since 2009. Ever since that VMA speech where Kanye took the mic. And that was between her and Beyonce. So everybody for the past 10 years wants to put Taylor Swift and Beyonce against each other. When in reality, I don't think that Beyonce has a problem with her. Now, if you want to say, oh, she completely copied Beyonce's um, look and feel of her performance. Okay. Does it look similar? Yes. Do I think she intentionally copied Beyonce? I don't think so. I want to say personally that I know everybody is Beyonce fans. You guys all love her. I love her too. Beyonce didn't invent the drum line. Beyonce didn't invent standing with your two legs apart and your hand on your hip on the stage. I'm sorry, but she didn't invent that. So somebody else can do it. It's not trademarked. Did she do it as good as Beyonce? Hell no. But if y'all want to keep saying, oh, she bit off Beyonce, like, just let the girl have her moment. You think Beyonce cares? You think Beyonce even spoke about this? I highly doubt it. Josh, what do you think about Taylor Swift? Are we too hard on Taylor? Um, I'm not as much of a supporter as Taylor as you are, evidently. I'm not saying I'm a supporter. I will say in my past, I have gone to a Taylor Swift concert. And at the time, I loved it. I was a huge Taylor Swift fan. And now, I'm just not, I've grown apart from her music. I've, I've grown apart from her. I don't follow her that much anymore. But, um, you know, everybody's out here saying that her, uh, band was freaking, uh, DeVry's marching band and that she was the freaking, uh, 
the drum major of the Cottage Cheese Marching Band. Like, she's as white as white bread and Dang. all this stuff. Um, I think that, while I, I do think that we are too hard on her in thinking, because first of all, I don't feel like you can be that obvious in copying off of somebody and kind of get away with it. So I think that that's... So saying that, oh yeah, um, you know, Twitter, the Twitter world is so smart in catching how much he copied off of Beyonce. In this case, I don't think that it was something that she did uh, that she would do that overtly. What I would say though is that it's a weird. I don't want to say coincidence, but it's just kind of like it's weird. It looks like, bad. I'm not it's gonna a lie. Bad look. And I'm like, I don't know who her director is, but it's like. The fact that this comes out right after the documentary, there was the whole music video she did with "Look What You Made You Do," "Look What You Made Me Do," and how that, how that, when you talk about how to stand with the uh, legs apart, is not, is not uh, up for copying. But um, and the way her dance choreographers in the back were kind of set up was very similar to one of Beyonce's music videos. So it's just one of those things where it's kind of like it's weird that this has come up again. You know, it's like one time it's an accident, two times it's coincidence. If it happens again, you're gonna. Start are asking serious questions. I'm just reading the tweets now, and they said that um, they called her Mayochella. Damn. They said that she was even biting off Beyonce's look because she wore a fringe dress and Beyonce wore fringe boots. That's a stretch. Come on. People, this is exactly what we were talking about earlier. Like, people just want to be offended by everything. They said that Beyonce is uh, Frosted Flakes and Taylor Swift is the Frosty Corn Flakes. You know, you ever seen that box? Oh, yes, I love that. They're great I... versus they I. <laughs> they say Honey Nut Cheerios. These are O's. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about right here. Someone said, so Taylor Swift stole from Beyonce, who stole from Gwen Stefani, who stole from Fleetwood Mac in the 1970s. Mm. Exactly. She didn't freaking invent the, dr- the drum line. She didn't invent the marching band. Someone said, She's appropriating our culture. How is a how is a marching band black culture? I'm sorry, but they're two different things. And then um somebody said, Y'all really pinning these women against each other, but um Beyonce wasn't the first to have a marching band. Taylor Swift used it and you belong with me. Mm. That's facts. You remember that music video? Mm. So Ugh, I mean, I don't really have a problem i don't care either way we already know that white people bite off of black people and at the end of the day who really is doing better hmm? and then people want to have their conspiracy theories like oh you all know that the media companies just put them against each other to make more money right i mean how you know anything wrong though it's probably right okay and, and i want to know why she chose to use a marching band though did it have anything to do with the song did it? I didn't listen to the song. I don't know the lyrics. Not doing a very good job of drawing our Yeah, interest. like, did it even have anything to do with the song, or did she just want to make a statement? Because she definitely got back in the news again. Feel bad because she just be in the news for the wrong reasons. All right. So lastly, we're gonna have your cancel. Burr, burr, burr. That's my horn. That's my little. You need to get a real horn. Okay, so Josh, I want you to explain this situation. Uh, well, maybe I can explain it from what you've told me and what I've seen. Okay, on social media, there's just just average Joe, regular Douglas nigga, and he his Instagram name is Take Off Them Draws. Oh no! Yeah, well, you know that. Oh no! So this is what he posted on Instagram: just a regular, regular Douglas Joe. I bet I'm the only nigga y'all know with twin baby mamas and both cool with it. 
Hashtag go. I need a show, blood. <laughs> Take off them draws. You're canceled. This nigga is bragging on social media that he got two twin sisters pregnant at the same time. Now, from my knowledge, the twins were not okay with this, right, Josh? Yeah, so despite what he claims in his post, one of the twins actually posted in the Facebook message that she was devastated when she found out that her sister also was pregnant by him. Oh, my God. Um, they are, I believe, actually a exact month apart in, oh terms my of, God. Uh, pregnant in terms of due dates. And that is not to include the fact that he has a third baby mama who was... So he has three girls pregnant at the same time. Pregnant. Well, one of them had the kid. Oh, so, okay. Uh, this one, I think, was years ago. And so she talks about how he is a deadbeat father. Mm. So he's, um, yeah. That's why you need to watch who you lay down with. Every time you lay down with somebody, you need to think, like, dang, what if this nigga's my baby dad? Like, is he really worth it? Be smart, sis. Come on. And also, why would you want to have sex with him if you already know that he out here is shooting like a freaking cannon? Clearly, he don't wrap up. And clearly, he got some strong sperm. So <sighs> this nigga who has two... Twins pregnant at the same time, you are canceled. I don't ever want to see this nigga on my timeline again. Why on earth would you brag about that? I'm trying to get that reality show, get that money. Like yeah. I just said, how Lou Will had two girlfriends. Everybody thought that was so cool. Oh, they're both cool with it. That's the coolest relationship I've ever seen. This right here is a Maury situation. This is not funny. That's so fascinating. How it's like, for some reason, I'm like, more okay with Lou Will doing it than this dude. Because this, show this, this man is not rich. This man can barely take care of the one kid he got. He not go and God forbid these two twins have twins running a family and then he got four babies at once. I would die. That's the kind of karma he deserves. I hope he does. I hope well, he no, has because now you're just wishing poorness on those four kids. I don't I don't. You're right. I hope you're right, Josh. I hope that these kids have a blessed and prosperous life despite their situation. Because what it seems like is a lot of family drama. Um, that means that your auntie is also your that means stepmom. Their cousin is also their sister. Something like that. It's weird. It's sad. Yeah. Oh my god. This nigga canceled. Alright, well that has been another episode of Young Black and Opinionated. Where can they follow you, Josh? Uh, same place as always. Jdubs94. J-A-Y-D-U-B-B-S 94 on Instagram and the Twitter. Make sure you guys... Oh, happy Twitterversary, Josh. I started Josh's Twitter a year ago for him. I basically... I forced you to make a Twitter. Come on. And your life's been better, right? I have enjoyed what I've seen. Exactly. Around. Twitter is the place to be. And you guys can follow the YBO podcast on Instagram at the YBO podcast. That's Instagram and Facebook. All right, signing off. Bye. Bye.